0: Days And Sundays at 1500 and 2000 UTC.
1: Stand up! Stand up! Stand up!
2: Stand up! Friends, we can
0: all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro.
3: This is sunny side of sports right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America! Sporty greetings to all our Voice of America listeners and happy Friday. This is VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the August 19th edition of the Sunny Side of Sports. Ladies first on Friday's show. We begin in Pretoria, South Africa, where 10 of Africa's top women's netball teams are gathering for 2023 World Cup qualifying matches. The competition begins on Saturday, and Michael
1: Cariati has this preview for us. Pretoria in South Africa will be a sea of gold, black, red, blue, green, and white when Africa's top netball teams gather for the 2023 World Cup qualifiers, which will run from August 20 to 27. Botswana, Eswatini, Kenya, Namibia, Malawi, Tanzania, Zambia, and Zimbabwe will battle for the two slots remaining for Africa at the 2023 World Cup Finals to be held in Deben, South Africa. South Africa and Uganda have already qualified for the World Cup Finals. South Africa is lost and Uganda by the virtue of their sixth ranking in World Netball. The two countries, however, have been robbed in to take part in the World Cup qualifiers so as to add more color to the competition. Malawi and Zimbabwe are the favorites to take the two World Cup places but face 10 challenge from Namibia and Tanzania. Zimbabwe coach Ropafazo Musauki predicts a tough qualifying tournament saying they'll have to work hard to Qualify. Our chances are just the same as other uh, teams. We, we must work hard to qualify to the World Cup. So, our preparations determine our qualification. So, we must work very hard to qualify. Zimbabwe, who reached the quarterfinals in 2019, are in Group A alongside Botswana, Namibia, South Africa, and Tanzania. Mutauki says their preparations are going on well with the availability of Captain Felistas Fuangwa, who is based in England, and Joyce Takaedza, who has come from Australia. So far, our preparations are going well, no injuries. There. We can't complain to anything right now, and uh, the team is responding very well. We hope we'll get uh, good results. Group B features Kenya, Eswatini, Malawi, Uganda, and Zambia. Zambia captain Butte Nakaswa is confident they will qualify for the World Cup after missing out of the just-ended Commonwealth Games in Birmingham, England. Sadly for Kenya, their players had been training, coming from their homes due to the presidential elections, and are only scheduled to arrive in Durban on Sunday, a day before they face Eswatini. Namibia, who have been in camp for more than a month, were the first to arrive in South Africa Thursday. Only three players in their squad, Captain Nagolushi, Katomushi, Selma Betler, and Anna Kasper had been born when the Jules last appeared at the World Cup in 1991. South Africa, Malawi, Uganda, and Zimbabwe represented Africa at the last World Cup in Liverpool, England, in 2019. South Africa, where the highest-placed African team After finishing fourth behind winners, New Zealand, Australia, and England. Now that the World Cup caravan has moved to Africa, it could be the continent's time to win the coveted trophy. First, however, are the World Cup qualifiers which will decide which teams will carry Africa's flag at the World Cup for the Sony side of sport. This is Michael Kariati in Harare, Zimbabwe.
3: Thanks, Michael. Samson O'Malley joins us now with a spicy package of African sports news. And Samson tells me he'll be kicking off with African under-23 men's football news. Sporty Friday
4: greetings, Samson. Sporty Friday greetings to you too, Sunny. We begin the wrap of weekend African sports highlights with the draws for the qualifiers of the CAF under-23 Africa Cup of Nations Morocco 2023, which took place on Thursday in Cairo. The first leg of the second round has been fixed for October 21st to the 23rd and the second for the 28th to the 30th of October 2022. CAV head of competition, Khalid Nassar, who conducted the draw, said a total of 38 nations are involved in these qualifiers as Morocco automatically qualified as hosts.
1: And this uh, competition, the qualifiers will qualify, of course, to the final tournament in Morocco of the under-23 Africa Cup of Nations. And the final tournament is qualifying, as you know, to the Olympic Games, which will be played in Paris 2024.
4: Some of the scintillating fixtures include Guinea-Bissau versus Niger, Tanzania versus South Sudan, Eswatini versus Botswana, Mauritania versus Togo, Ethiopia versus DR Congo, Mozambique versus Mauritius, Burkina Faso versus Gambia, Libya versus Rwanda, Madagascar versus Seychelles, and Angola will play Namibia. And now to the FIFA Under-20 Women's World Cup, where the Nigerian Under-20 Women's Team, the Falconets, will face the Netherlands in the quarter-final phase of the ongoing FIFA Under-20 20 women's world cup taking place in costa rica the falconers early thursday morning rounded off their group stage campaigning style beating canada 3-1 at the estadio aljuela Morero santo coach chris Dantumas ladies had before now relied on late goals to secure slim 1-0 wins over france and the korea republic but the game against canada was a completely different ball game Coach Danjuma is already looking forward
1: to the finals. We had a goal coming here, as I told you. I think that's our driving force. We don't put ourselves under pressure. All we know is for ourselves, for our families, for the nation. We just have to get there. There's nothing, we've taxed ourselves, there's nothing short than getting to play in the final. Nothing short of that.
4: Esther Onyezide, who is now the second highest goal scorer in the tournament, and Deborah Abiodun both speaks of their qualification for the quarterfinals.
1: Feels so exciting. I feel so glad. winning the MVP again to this game. Wow, it can only be good.
2: It feels so exciting to be in quarterfinals and it's just like walk in progress it's a big deal for us you know the fact that we were able to gain nine points in three games you know it's a big deal and meeting Netherlands, they are also a very very good side and we just have to approach the game with more determination more focus and of course with more 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 work than um, we have done from our previous games
4: Staying with women's football, determined Girls of Liberia put up a good display to hold. Defending champions AS Mandi one one in the opening match of the Wafu A-Calf Women's Champions League qualifier on Wednesday. AS Mandi, champions of the West African Football Union Zone A, women's club's championship, must now win their match against U.S. Parcelas Asanias on Friday to stand a good chance of advancing to the knockout stages of the tournament. The Malian side will take on the reigning champions of Senegal. Go. Elsewhere, Tanzania Women's Premier League champions Simba Queens FC qualified for the semi final stage of the CAF Women's Champions League 2022 from the Sakafa Zone qualifier after beating She Corporates FC Uganda 2 0 in the Group B match played at the Azam Complex Chamazi in Tanzania also on Wednesday. And now to Nigeria, where the Nigerian Football Federation president, Amaju Pinnick, has ruled out contesting for a third term in office next month. The 51-year-old administrator is currently serving his second term, and reports had emerged that he was planning to run for another term when they have elections. Pinnick was first elected into office in 2014 and retained the seat for a second term in 2018. He was also the first CAF vice president between September 2018 and July 2019, and a member of the organizing committee for fifa competitions now i love this country
1: like i said but family first. i cannot even go back to my wife right now to say listen i want to go i cannot go back to my family and for now i said no and i said stand right and that is the truth because you don't want to go to a terrain where bitterness hatred animosity bickering for no reason other than the fact that it is amazupinic
4: In swimming news, Tunisia will host the 15th Cana Africa Swimming Championships from August 20th to the 24th. The women's and men's event will be held at the Olympic Pool of the Raids and Garamat Beach. Nearly 29 countries will be represented at the event. These include Gambia, Guinea, Kenya, Malawi, Mali, Morocco, Ghana, Mauritius, Mozambique, Namibia, Niger and Nigeria. Others include Senegal, Sudan, Tanzania, Uganda, Zimbabwe, Angola, South Africa, Benin Republic, Botswana, Burkina Faso, Cape Verde, Egypt, Eswatini, Algeria, Madagascar, Burundi, Cameroon, and Tunisia. In boxing news and ahead of the heavyweight boxing clash in Saudi Arabia this weekend, heavyweight boxer Anthony Joshua has called retirement speculation nonsense after suggestions he could hang his gloves if he loses to Alexander Uzik again this weekend. The Britain Nigerian is bidding to reclaim the world titles he lost to Ukraine's Uzik. Who beat the Briton by unanimous decision in London last September? The 32 year old, in his pre match press conference in Saudi Arabia, said Uzik will be a tough opponent.
3: Nah, I like the pressure. It's been tough. Robert Garcia, Angel Fernandez, and like existing members of my previous team as well have definitely pushed me, challenged me. Um, But mostly, like, yeah, that's like competition with myself. And as you mentioned about the belts, they mean something, but that's all at the end of the target. So it's not like I'm skipping the process. So I'm focused on the
4: process. And now mixed martial art, where Kamaru Usman will look for a sixth successful defense of his welterweight world championship when he faces Leon Edwards in the main event of the UFC 278, set for the Vivint Arena in Salt Lake City on the morning of Sunday the 21st of August. Nigerian-born Usman won the belt by defeating Tyron Woodley in the title fight in March 2019 and has been untouchable since then, even becoming the world number one-ranked pound-for-pound fighter in UFC plays out the way that I want it, any way that I want. Leon's going to be determined in that. So if he did his homework, it's going to be an incredible fight. If he didn't do his homework, it's going to be a short night. But one thing remains the same is... You know, I have the power for pound chat for a reason. I'm going to stay that way. And now to tennis, where Tunisia's tennis player, Anse Jabbour, was knocked out of the round of 16 of the USA Cincinnati Open after losing to Czech Petra Kivitova, 1664-love-6, on Thursday. Jabbour is also playing in the women's doubles alongside Belarusian Victoria Azarenka.
3: Thanks, Samson. That's Samson O'Malley. I'm Sonny Young, and you're listening to the Sunny Side of Sports on The Voice of America.
0: Hello. This is Heather Maxwell, host of Music Time in Africa. Join me every Saturday and Sunday for an hour of awesome African music. Like to stay on top of new music trends? Breakout artists? New releases? Maybe you just love the classic styles and artists
1: of the past. Or
0: simply the sound and feel of a good beat. Whatever your pleasure, you can get it every week right here on Music Time in Africa. So join me on your local FM station, Saturdays and Sundays at 1500 and 2000 UTC.
3: Thanks, Heather. More tennis news. One of our big recent stories involves American star Serena Williams and her farewell to the sport. Serena will turn 41 next month. She told Vogue magazine she wants to have another child and pursue her business interests. This month, Serena has lost early round matches in Toronto, Canada and Cincinnati, Ohio. Her next official tournament, and it could be her last, is scheduled to be the US Open in New York, which begins August 29th. Six of Serena's 23 Grand Slam singles titles, the most by any player in the modern open era, have come at the US Open. But let's go back to Toronto, Canada. That's where these tennis fans talked about Serena's legacy.
0: She contributed so much. very importantly to me, she showed that as an African American, that you can uh, compete at the highest level. For as an African American woman, she just is strong. She's confident. She's um um she's Serena, and she made it easy for the rest of us to to, to be proud.
2: We're a little bit. Depressed. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's an icon. She is an yeah, icon. Absolutely. And we would love to see her continue to play, but obviously, right now it's time for her to spend time on herself. So we yeah. can't. Yeah. We're, happy for, her. we're happy for her. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's ready to go. She's done a great job. She's left quite a legacy, yep. especially for little black girls all over the world. Mm-hmm. And we're happy to see her move on to other things. Um, we can see how much they have changed the game women's tennis. And for women of color and people of color who didn't have opportunities, they have opened many, many doors and kicked down many, many barriers for many, many people. And so they mean the world. And Serena means the world because she is the greatest of all time. She's done a lot for the world of tennis, for women, for black women specifically. So I think she's done her work and it's time to... If she wants to keep playing great, but if she wants to retire, I think that is more than welcome for all the work she's done. Well, even just in her play yesterday, it was just so she was outstanding. And she's been such an incredible role model, I would say, for all of us. Yeah. And so she truly is tennis's greatest, greatest of all time. And we have Miss
0: Olympia yeah. to look forward to. Yeah. Absolutely. She's the goat. Yeah.
3: <laughs> we heard one tennis fan say we have Miss Olympia to look forward to. She was referring to Serena's daughter, Olympia, who is almost five years old. Serena was about the same age when she started playing tennis in Compton, California, south of Los Angeles. What does Serena Williams mean to tennis players in the area? Let's hear some of their comments.
5: Well,
2: she means a lot because I have looked up to her since I was five. And she, I looked at her when she was playing. I forgot what tournament was, but I was just like, I told my dad, I was like, I want to be just like her. So ever since I was five years old, I just looked up to her and she's just been a really big inspiration for me. But her retiring is a very sad thing, but, you know, she's been in it for a long time. So I think it's about time she's... You know living her life now so but yeah it's very sad well her fight for sure her determination she just doesn't give up on anything even when a match is like super hard she's just still going through that whole entire match strong so that's what I look at every time she plays A lot of young people, especially my age, like we're all just trying to be exactly like her or even better. Maybe you never know. So.
4: (laughs) Well, to tennis, she means winning championships, major championships. But then there's so many things that I guess a lot of us haven't heard of that she's done outside of tennis. So she's truly set herself up for her second or third career. I I honestly believe she will be remembered as the greatest of all time, even though she did not win 24 majors, just due to the fact of the way the game has evolved over the last 20 to 30 years.
3: Well, personally, I feel she had a great influence. Uh, At one time, uh, I was a tennis instructor here with the kids, and uh, her dad brought her and her sister out here, Venus, and... uh, you know, they contributed tennis shoes to my program for my kids, so I thought that was very respectful. For myself, you know, when I'm working, with, I have uh, three uh, three granddaughters that, that I teach tennis to, and uh, I use her as an example as to uh, emulate uh, work ethics and somebody that's done great achievements in that sport as a female. You've been listening to some tennis fans in Southern California, where Serena Williams and her sister, Venus Williams, first learned to play the sport under the tutelage of their father, Richard. Serena Williams is planning her farewell to tennis, and it looks like the U.S. Open in New York, which begins on August 29th, could be her final tournament. Serena has won 23 Grand Slam singles titles, the most by any player in the open era, as well as more than 94 million dollars in prize money. I'm Sonny Young in Washington, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports, on the voice of America.:
0: Hi, I'm Kim Lewis. Join me and our panel of journalists as we discuss the top stories of the week, including President Joe Biden signs the Democrats' massive climate, health, and tax bill into law, marking a major accomplishment for his domestic agenda less than three months before midterm elections. Join us for Issues in the News this Saturday and Sunday on The Voice of America.
4: Jackson Mayanja, a former professional football player, former player for experience, sportive, the Tunis, former El Masri player, and now a former captain also for the national team of Uganda Cranes. I just urge everybody to listen to the sunny side of sports on the voice of America.
3: Hi, this is Larry London, the host of VOA's Border Crossings, where we feature music and interviews along with your favorite artists from around the world. Tune in and interact live with us here in Washington, D.C. Hello, Shirin. Hello, Larry. How are you? Good. How are you tonight? Border Crossings comes to you Monday through Friday at 1500 UTC GMT. Thanks, Larry. That's Larry London, a man who's always ready to cross musical borders. I encourage our sunny side of sports listeners to follow me on Facebook and Twitter. My Facebook address is facebook.com forward slash VOA sunny. Once again, that address, facebook.com forward slash VOA sunny. And my Twitter handle is at VOA Sunny Sports. Once again, my Twitter handle, at VOA Sunny Sports. A paddle sport is attracting a lot of new players here in the USA. VOA's Gwen Uten tells us more
0: Sporty greetings, Gwen. Sporty greetings, Sunny. Despite its funny name, pickleball is reportedly the fastest growing sport in the United States. And the number of Americans who play the game has doubled to more than four million in the past five years. Sunny Tannen is a pickleball coach and USA ambassador for the sport. He explains to Reuters News why pickleball is experiencing a boom in the U.S. and across the globe.
5: Pickleball, basically the number one thing about it, it's probably the most fun and social sport that you can ever play. It's the one rare sport that you can have every age, every generation, every background, ethnicity, doesn't matter where you come, walk of life, pick up this sport and you can be, just have a, you can have a good time at it. You can be good or you can just be a recreational player. Uh, So I think where's the sport going? I think the more people that start to pick it up and the more that you start to share it with your friends, I think more and more people are going to start playing it.
0: Pickleball was invented in the United States in 1965 by the fathers of three household families who named the game after a family dog, Pickles. The game is played with a paddle and a plastic ball with holes and is a cross between ping pong, tennis and badminton four pickleball courts can fit in the space of one tennis court and beginners can quickly learn how to call the shots and devotees like 26 year old william shin 70 year old gary lieberman 53 year old marnie brown and 54 year old Cheryl son say pickleball is more than just a sport it's a lifestyle
5: you know i told myself you know i'm going to first start out with pickleball and then I'll transition back to tennis since I since I haven't played tennis for such a long time. But you know, ever since then, I've only stuck with pickleball and I've completely ditched tennis. I am a golfer, but uh,
3: but I sometimes now make make excuses why I can't make it to the golf course because I don't want to miss a, a day of pickleball. I play almost every day.
5: I found a community here and started playing, and it was. Um kept me from day drinking it was a really fun community and i've met so many interesting people and every day i play i meet somebody new and i feel like it's been a a, just a really special part of my life now
0: well when i play i feel like i'm on vacation that's really what it is (laughs) yeah
3: it is my vacation every day
0: Older players are also attracted to pickleball because it's easy on the body. But the sport has garnered interest among young athletes, too. 23-year-old Ben Johns is a professional pickleball player who is ranked number one in the world. And he says those who come to play are from all ages and backgrounds.
5: Uh, you know, I think more than anything, it's going to be known in the future as kind of the sport for anybody and everybody. Uh, I've just seen so many different types of demographics play. It doesn't matter what your age is, guy, girl, what you do, your sport background, no sport background. Pretty much anybody can go out there and have fun immediately and and play with each other on, like, same even ground, basically. So it's the first sport I've seen, whereas it's not just a spectator sport like football or something like that. It's something that everybody wants to play, and they want to watch it because they love playing it.
0: According to USA Pickleball, the country is struggling to keep up with high demand. So as the sport continues to gain momentum, Sonny Tannen says he won't be surprised if pickleball one day surpasses tennis in popularity.
5: It's not a pressure to compete at the level of tennis, and you have to go become a superstar. Pickleball is very much about community and social, so do I see it overtaking tennis? I think it's just another racket sport that's out there. and. Yeah, maybe in popularity, it will take over tennis at some point. But remember, it comes back to business also. Is it the business of driving revenue, or is it the business of finding something that you can do that gives you you know, hope and inspiration and enjoyment basically to play this sport. I think that's what pickleball is.
0: Pickleball is also growing as a spectator sport that's increasingly attracting corporate sponsorship. There are currently two professional pickleball tournaments in the United States. And as international participation grows, organizers plan to bid for the sports inclusion in a future Olympic Games. And that is all for me, Sonny. Back over to you. Thanks, Gwen. That's my VOA
3: colleague, Gwen Uten.
1: Hello, listeners. My name is Amron Yenis I'm Tip Captain KCCA and also the Uganda ship Cranes Captain. You are listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America.
0: Hello, this is Heidi Adams, host of Straight Talk Africa. Join me to explore what is now and what is next for African society, culture, and politics. We'll go behind the headlines to analyze the news and emerging trends shaping Africa today. Straight Talk Africa, every Wednesday at 18.30 UTC.
3: Just ahead, the AP's Josh Roundtree reports on Thursday's Major League Baseball action. In baseball, the Brewers earned a split with the Dodgers. More from Chuck Freeman. The Brewers were able to gain a split in this series, holding the Dodgers' explosive bats to 13 runs in the four games, a 5-3 Brewers win in the finale. Andrew McCutcheon delivered two home runs to jumpstart the Brewers' offense. He says two home run games are a rarity for him these days. Put two good swings on uh, two pitches that I could do something with. So, um... You know, it doesn't happen all the time. Starting pitcher Corbin Burns pitched five shutout innings. The Dodgers began to get to him in the sixth when they scored their three runs. But the Brewers' bullpen shut the Dodgers down the rest of the game. Closer Devin Williams struck out the side in the ninth for the save. Chuck Freeman, Milwaukee. In Chicago, the Astros unloaded on the White Sox, pounding out 25 hits in a 21-5 victory. Houston's Alex Bregman with a pair of homers in the second-highest run total game in Astros history.
2: You know, I was uh, just trying to put together some good at-bats today after a a tough day yesterday. I was fortunate to put a few good swings on some balls.
3: In St. Louis, the Cardinals blanked the Rockies 13-0 as Albert Pujols, in his final season, hit a pinch-hit grand slam, his 690th career home run. Being part of a great organization, great group of guys that want to win, young players that want to learn, and I'm blessed to be here and just help those guys out. So for me, it's great. Dominican slugger Albert Pujols of the St. Louis Cardinals, who's had a great Major League Baseball career. And thanks to Josh Roundtree for that report. For tuning in to the August 19th edition of the show, I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington, and that's the sunny side of sports.